Welcome to the HR on the Offensive podcast, brought to you by Lace Partners. Good afternoon and good evening and welcome to the latest HR on the Offensive podcast. It's me, Chris Howard from Lace Partners. If you're listening to this, you probably actually heard the intro one or two too many times. So I might get Brandon, our producer. I'd love to give Brandon, the producer, a uh, name check, a shout and tell him to uh, see if he can come up with something interesting. Maybe we'll change the music or something. Something innovative. And here's the segue because today's podcast is about innovation. We have innovation as one of our three values at least passion innovation and care and i'm often thinking how do you just how do you just innovate how how can you be innovative as an organization as an individual it's it's all right just sticking it on a website and saying it's one of our values but like what does it mean what are the things you can do how do you spark creativity and uh, imagination and innovate innovation and so that's why I'm podcasting today. And I've got a uh, partner in crime with me. It's just me and this uh, this lovely lacer I've got. It's Ed Sparks, one of our directors. Ed, you are right? Hello, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Innovation. Now, you are one of my go-to guys when it talks about innovation. And I'm going to let you in behind the curtain a little bit, listeners. We're doing an internal activity in a few weeks' time at the time of recording. And I was out of any kind of innovative, imaginative ideas. And so I popped a Teams message to Ed. I'm not going to tell you the ideas that he came back. But this man came back with about 12 different ideas. I'm nicking three or four of them. And I'm going to use them for an, an internal sort of launch that we're going to do at Lace Partners. But it got me, I mean, we talked about this beforehand, Ed, but I think that's a good sort of segue into talking about innovation. That's why I wanted to get you today, because obviously you are somebody that I consider to be quite innovative and I want to just pick your brains more than anything else. So we're going to kick off a nice, easy one, which is innovation. Like, what do we actually mean by it? What does innovation mean to you? Yeah, brilliant. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned it's one of our core values as well, because I'm actually going to flip this around at some point and uh, ask you about that as our, as our core values as well. So Q you mean you're going to get me to do work on yeah, my absolutely. podcast? It's time to spin it around. Yeah. So cue rant from me first. So yes, innovation is great. Everybody knows that. Everybody believes that. But it has to be one of the most overused terms out there at the moment. I defy any CPO or buyer to not pull up the latest pitch deck they've got from any company, control F, and they will find the word innovative in that person's proposal. It's a must-have word to the point now where you can't just be innovative, you have to be truly innovative, as though before we were relying about innovation and now we truly mean it. And so it's really interesting that it's come in this way to to be something so compulsory that everyone feels the need to do. For me, innovation is a concept. It's about finding new things to do or doing old things in new ways. But I mean, flipping it around to you, what do you think innovation means in terms of our own core value? What are we trying to display by saying that? Well, to me, I think it's about creating engagement. It's about creating excitement. It's about doing something, thinking differently. And that doesn't mean you have to reinvent or you have to invent a widget from thin air because you're a marvellous inventor. I'm really sorry, and I'm going to use a football example here. Mikel Arteta is the Arsenal manager, the team I support. There's probably people that have just switched off the podcast now, even if they've listened to the last 150 episodes. I've probably lost them forever, but never mind. But he is somebody that I consider an innovator. 
And the reason he's an innovator, and this is this is any football manager or any any person in sports that's had got longevity, is their ability to keep people engaged. He keeps his players engaged. There's a uh, Amazon documentary, which is six or eight episodes long, and every time you go into a, a dressing room pre-match and every day when he's with his players he has to think new ways to keep them engaged i need to i need to give them a message and i need to give them that message sometimes i'm saying the same message but i need to do it in different ways to keep them ticking to keep their minds working if i say the same things to them come on lads big game today after five or six times of doing that they'll start to switch off and just one final bit because this is your podcast and i'm not dominating it but a complete opposite to that i read a piece which was around football psychology with roy Keane, and years and years and years ago he was a sunderland manager and the problem that roy Keane had was he was a man who responded to the hairdryer treatment from mm-hmm. sir alex ferguson and that what that means if those people who aren't football fans it's essentially you shout and you shout and you shout and you we bring the fear of God into people and then they that, that enables them to act. Well, the problem with Roy Keane was is that he didn't know how to balance that. So he just constantly did the hairdryer treatment. And after six months of having success at Sunderland, he tanked. And the reason he tanked is because the message, the innovation wasn't there. He basically, the, the players had just heard the same thing. They'd been, once you've been shouted at that many times, you just switch off. So again, really long-winded way. And I'm going to pass it back to you now, mate, because... That to me is innovation, constant iteration. But that's interesting because, you know, that's one way to look at it, that sort of engagement aspect of innovation. The other way is we're innovative because we're mavericks, we're renegades, we break the rules, we don't conform to society. So if you take, for example, Dyson, if you go on the job description website of the job career site for Dyson, it's all about that. It's about thinking differently. We don't want you if you're if you're thinking normally, we want to give you the freedom and scope to do that. Elon Musk, another example. So there's different definitions of innovation, and that makes it interesting for companies because fine, we all want to say that we're innovative, but we mean slightly different things by innovation. And, and actually within Lace, I think we take more of the, the term that you did, the sort of description there. So we want to be your, your critical friend. We don't want to be a, a sort of crazy psychopath running off and having these wild ideas so much as we want you to trust that we know what's out there and we can help you advise you in terms of what you need and what you're looking for to make a difference as well. But interesting different definitions. Yeah, definitely. Right. So we ran an innovation program recently. So our what we try to do internally is is keep our people engaged and sparked. And so one of the uh, oh, I've actually inadvertently used to invoke your yeah, you did. I didn't even realize that <laughs> I was destined. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, so yeah, innovation program. Talk to us about it, because you obviously run it. And why was that useful? What were the outputs? Let's just have a bit of a chin wag over what we what we did and uh, yeah. and some of the benefits, I guess. Yeah, so I've been involved in a few innovation programs over the years, and I think it's really important that organizations think about doing something like this, because for the simple reason, everybody is busy with the day job. And if you're just cracking on with the day job, you're not dedicating time to looking ahead. And the competition doesn't sit still. And it's genuinely wounding in our industry when you hear about some competitor and how innovative they are and the clients going crazy about how wonderfully innovative. And whenever I hear that, I'm straight onto Google or their website trying to figure out what exactly they did that made them stand out as being innovative. And there's different ways to celebrate and champion innovation within your own organization. So a really simple example would just be a suggestion box. You know, Are you actually opening up the ability for anyone, any one member of your staff to suggest something and have it taken seriously by leadership and genuinely considered as an idea? That's one end of the spectrum. 
all the way through to other end of the spectrum, there are companies out there that employ people to specifically attack the way they're currently doing things, to almost act, if you like, in this attacker team. So to try and uh, beat their own organization to think how they would outcompete them, how they would outdo them, how they'd outfox them, and then come back to that organization with those findings saying, if we wanted to defeat you in the market, this is what we do to get ahead of you. And that can open up some really interesting conversations there around you know the things that maybe you didn't think about initially. So within LACE, we've taken a sort of halfway approach to that. We've developed a program that we're calling the Ignite program. So at the very beginning at the moment, it's all run by volunteers and led by me. As you mentioned, innovation is a core value for us. So the objectives of this Ignite program are threefold. So first, it's to flex our own innovation muscles. We want to make sure that our people are using innovation developing techniques. The second is to hear all voices in the organization, whether you are junior or senior, front-facing or back office. And finally, to build out our offerings and potentially identify and develop the next big thing. So we've got various structures ahead. I'll, I'll split it into two for the sake of this podcast. So the first is around topics. So we will take a topic, either nominated by leadership or via that suggestion box that I mentioned. And the classic example we've been using recently is the big one of the moment, AI, artificial mm. intelligence. Then before we do anything else, we just gather a bit of thought leadership around that and share a bit of a pre-read with the organization, get everyone up to speed on the same level. And that can involve some provocative podcasts, reading material, et cetera. And then we run what we're calling the Imaginarium, uh, aka a hackathon, where we do the four S's, which is scene, stance, solution, and most importantly, snacks. So there's definitely a meal-based component <laughs> to all of our Imaginariums. So we talk a little bit about what the topic is doing. So what does AI mean in the market at the moment? Then we talk about what our stance is. What do we want to be known for in LACE? Is, is AI friend or foe? Is it evolution or revolution? So we get a couple of principles in the ground. And then we develop a series of solutions. So we source ideas, whether that's for the whole organization, whether it's just for the HR function, or whether it's for ourselves internally. What can we do to utilize AI, or what could clients or organizations do to utilize AI in the market? And we ended up with around 130 ideas. And the way we approach this is to be incredibly disrespectful of things like hierarchy and brand. So you'd have been horrified, Chris. We completely ditched the normal lace template in terms of the greens and the logos. We went it's internal well. it doesn't matter exactly <laughs> we took the most important people in the organization and stuck them right at the back of the room and made sure that the junior people were really speaking out and we got those 130 ideas and from that we then sourced it down uh, condensed it down into the ideas that we thought were goers or had potential either in the form of offerings or things that we could try and experiment ourselves we developed a bit of a point of view around ai we developed what we're calling the the life hacks so quick easy things you can do for free when it comes to ai the idea being, being that we're building up our own experience when it comes to ai whether that's things like transcribing notes whether that's things like developing powerpoint decks whether that's things like developing funny rhymes for award nominations so just trying to embed the existence of tools like this in what we do. And now what we're focusing on is this sustainability piece. So if AI is the hot topic at the moment, and we've got all of these ideas, how do we actually embed that in the organization? So that would be around nominating a lead to take this forward. Who, no matter whether they were junior or senior, showed passion during that Imaginarium and Hackathon and wants to continue to own this going forward to actually lead our point of view. So I'm really keen that that innovation is not just about that initial cluster of ideas, but is also about that passion at the end and sustaining it. 
And linked to that is the second element. So that first was around topics such as AI. The second is around techniques. So we want we really want to embed innovation, ideation, and facilitation techniques in, in all of our people. So whether that's design thinking, whether that's activities like one, two, four, all, where you take an idea as an individual, then share it as a pair, then in a group of four, then with everybody, or a sort of round robin form where I might start an idea, then hand over to you, Chris, to flesh it out, then hand over to someone else to flesh it out further. So classic innovation or facilitation techniques that we would like to use in client workshops. That's all going to culminate in a couple of weeks with our Dragon's Apprentice, which is a horrific mash of Dragon's Den and The Apprentice, where we'll actually get our people to test out the ideas and pitch them. So not only practicing their innovation techniques, but also their pitching and presentation techniques as well. So this is just a couple of ideas in terms of how we're embedding innovation ideas, but also techniques uh, via the Ignite program. Yeah, it's really interesting. There's lots of interesting things to pick out from that. I'll probably work in reverse chronological order, basically, you're talking about there. I thought that what you just talked about there is almost the passing the batons bit so that mm-hmm. everyone can sprinkle their little bit of magic onto it. I think that's something that is really inclusive as well. And the reason what I mean by inclusive is there are some people that are really good at just thinking up something like you are as an example somebody who's fantastic of just thinking up something from scratch there are other people that maybe aren't as good at that however if they get steered in a little direction it really can make it can just mushroom out the possibilities and ideas so i really really love that i think also i want to get your view on this uh, i've got I, I kind of know your view but i just want you to elaborate on it a little bit more the importance of making sure that all voices are heard so i really liked the the whole you know leadership or or those people in more senior positions to push toward the back and bring the other creative minds out because i think this speaks to the heart of innovation as well you don't just hit a position in an organization and suddenly you become somebody who's got all of the ideas and as a leader it's really, really important to recognise one of the skills of being a, a good leader is recognising that actually there are people at all stages of their employee life cycle and also their journey within a business and age and skill set that will have different variations of creativity and innovation. So can you just give me just a minute or two thoughts on on a couple of those bits? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's all sorts of studies that show you need divergence of thought within the team. If you all act and look the same way, then you're not going to progress and actually innovate in that way. Within LACE, we've got a fantastic culture for many reasons. But, you know, one observation, if we're being honest, is that we have a workforce of experts who are incredibly respectful of the expertise of others to the Mm -hmm. point where, Chris, I might hesitate to give you a suggestion on marketing and you might hesitate to give me a suggestion on change. Whereas actually, the two are flipping linked. You know, there's so much within change that is basically a marketing component and vice versa. So if we can get these sort of activities together where it doesn't matter, the topic is open and anyone can can talk about that, that's really important. We've also seen, I think, culturally within LACE, a difference between our, our back office staff, you know, the sort of HR, the admin, the facilities operations side, and our front facing client facing staff. And there was almost, if you like, too much respect for the people sort of out there client facing as though they were geniuses and gurus and not enough for the really valid opinions we've got in the back office too. So I think, you know, yes, it would be great if the Ignite program produces a billion dollar idea. Maybe it will, but far more valuable to me is empowering everybody to be able to speak out and chip in because I think that will ultimately lead to to greater value. Yeah. And the first, again, I 
often we've done a few podcasts together now i'm going to invoke the, uh, the the c word culture because i think i often wonder in other businesses that i've worked in how feasible is something like this based on the culture of the organization and i just want to uh yeah, I just want to get some thoughts from you. You talked obviously right at the top of the uh, show as well about some companies, they'll have a suggestion box. And I think I've seen that before and I've seen it just absolutely tank because mm -hmm. the first response you when you buy the water cooler or the kitchen is, what's the point in this thing? It's going to get emptied out in straight into a bin. So like avoiding, uh, talk to me a little bit around how you avoid that inertia. And is it just you have to cut the culture of your business effectively underpins the ability to do all of this stuff that you've just talked about. Yeah, I, I do think that innovation is a culture. It's not an activity. It's not a standalone and it takes time to embed. I was given the let's call it let's call it opportunity i was voluntold to to create an innovation program within lace and my first pushback to the person who gave that to me was are you going to take this seriously as an exec member because i don't want anything to do with it if you're not because what i'll do is i'll get everyone riled up and excited about ai we'll have all of these ideas and then we'll come to you saying here are ideas and you'll be like great and at best what you do is then turn around and tell me to flesh them out myself and all you've done there is create extra work for the people who did volunteer and step up so that that well there's a couple of components so the first is the psychological safety aspect of feeling free to speak out and making suggestions and then secondly and just as critical is the the ownership and sponsorship by by leadership not just saying we'd love your ideas because that's easy everyone can do that but potentially putting your money where your mouth is. I really love that idea. Here's some investment. Or I see where you're going with that. Maybe we should pay for you to go on a course. If you're interested in this, we can actually build your skills and expertise in this. Now, this is tricky because how do you take 130 ideas on just one topic, AI, and actually end up taking that seriously whilst then moving on to all the other topics we've got? But if we don't have that, then then Ignite itself will, will tank, as you say. So really, really important that we embed that in. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I just wanted to get your kind of any other takeaways or anything that you wanted to talk through about the whole innovation program, anything that came out of it that you just think, actually, that was really, really interesting. And also the other thing, we can, we can answer these in two separate parts. The other thing is more, what does success look like for us, but then any business? So imagine this, there's, there's a somebody there's a cpo there's somebody within hr that's listening in right now and they're thinking it sounds like a good idea i want to do this I've, like what's what's their next step i guess actually there was three questions there so i'll, re I'll reiterate the <laughs> remind so so it was a it was like any final takeaways we'll leave that to the end just that you wanted to share about the ignite program it was somebody listening into this where do i even start what what sort of advice have we got and then i guess the final thing is yeah in a year's time what does good look like okay so in terms of the where where do you start before you think about setting up an innovation program or similar do you have a mechanism to talk about big emerging trends of the day or in the future? Have you put time aside in whatever form, whether it's, you know, one hour lunchtime on a Friday, you encourage everybody to just read a couple of articles, or you have some sort of discussion or some sort of agenda item on meetings where you're actually thinking ahead about what the next topics are. You might have read something interesting about AI in The Economist. That doesn't mean the whole organization has. So 
at the very least, get everyone up to the level you are. But what's more likely to happen is that everybody will raise their collective levels and you'll have interesting things to say. If you're then in an organization like ours, where you're then required to face clients with an opinion on these things, it's even more important that you've actually had the conversation and you've collectively agreed what that opinion is. So before any innovation program, just consider whether you've got a mechanism to actually talk about some of those big topics in the first place. So the second question, I guess what we'll go for is what does success look like for our innovation program in a year or two or three years time? I think the initial success will be that it wasn't just a flash in the pan. We've done one topic so far, so we need to move on to other topics and make sure that Ignite itself is a lasting element of our culture to the point where when we actually do interviews or try to recruit people, we're talking about it and we're proud of it. That would be one element of success. Another would be empowering our people, or this sounds really cheesy now, but I think we actually can change the course of some of our young people's careers. As we talk about these topics, I'm, I'm really overwhelmed by some of the interest we're getting from junior levels about how interested they are in this stuff. And if there's an opportunity to put them on a course, give them some exposure, let them lead a conversation on that, I think we could genuinely adjust their career trajectory. And you know they'll be really grateful for that in the future. And then finally, I really hope that Ignite, over the course of however many months or years we run it, will produce a couple of genuinely exciting ideas, whether or not they're huge profit-making ideas or just things that we thought, you know what, it's worth a try. Let's give that a go and pilot it. And if we then look back and go, we never would have done that were it not for that program, then that would be success for me. Do you know what? What I will say is there is a couple of little tools which I know that you and the guys from the Ignite program have already circulated, which I am using right now. I'm not going to tell the listeners what they are, but there are some really, really interesting tools that, again, I'm even using just with my day-to-day work. So fantastic stuff. So final sort of thing, anything that you want our listeners to take away from this. So if you've listened to this entire podcast and Ed and I have talked far too quickly, and can you, only, you can only remember about 10% of it. This is the opportunity, the final sort of Jerry Springer closing statement, final thought, anything that they should take away if they've only taken away one thing from this uh, this pod? Uh, Two things. So one thing I'll give the listeners and then one thing I'll I'll want back from the listeners, if that's all right. So if you can only remember one thing from me, it is simply make space to innovate. Just allow time for the conversation, allow time to look ahead and lift your head up from the parapet to actually see on the horizon rather than just the day-to-day work. So that'd be my key takeaway. And then one thing from the listeners, They've heard today a couple of definitions of innovation from you and I. There are many different ways to do innovation programs. There are many innovation programs that have been started and may well fail or fall flat, as we've talked about. I would love suggestions from other listeners on some of the innovation activities that they've got or how they champion innovation themselves, because we've just got one example and we're always open to more ideas. So please reach out to us on LinkedIn or via any other channel. We We really would love to hear some of that as well. Yes, indeed. So they can find you, Ed Sparks. It's S-P-A-R-K-E and S. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, have a little look and uh, reach out to Ed on LinkedIn and say hello. Or do you want to give your email address? Yeah, very happy to. I I love my email address because it's nice and easy. So it's ed, E-D, at lacepartners.co.uk. I insisted on being the only Ed when I joined Lace, (laughs) otherwise I was going to refuse. Yeah, that is one of the easiest to remember (laughs) email addresses you are ever going to hear. Listen, Ed, it's been amazing getting your insight, getting um, some of your thoughts and your passion around the innovation program and really just concepts of innovation itself. So thank you very much for your time. No problem. Thank you very much. 
Always a pleasure. Of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you want to hear more of Ed, let's uh, let's do like a crowd sort of uh, sourcing thing. If you want to hear more of Ed, you can upvote him. So then just drop us drop us, us a note. It's my last podcast then, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can obviously get this podcast, all, all of our back catalogue of podcasts on our website. It's uh, lacepartners.co.uk forward slash podcast. We've also got a lovely insight section. It's got loads of great stuff in there. We cover everything from EVP. There is some bits around AI and HR. We've got stuff around people strategy the payroll there's the work so tune in access that through latepartners.co.uk forward slash insights and i will see you next time or even you will hear from me next time on the hr on the effective podcast bye-bye